Hello and welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. What we're going to cover here is battery charging and discharging via voltage levels, coulomb counting, data, temperature monitoring, loads, warranties, battery management systems, also known as BMS, smart batteries, dumb batteries, self-discharge, the rubber band effect when you're charging batteries, and then at the end, some interesting things about button battery dangers and FAA battery rules. On with the show. There's more than one way to tell how a battery is charged. There is the voltage method by testing the voltage. However, when you're charging a battery or you have a load on a battery, the voltage will be different depending if you're charging it, the voltage is higher. If you're discharging it, you have a load on the battery, the voltage is lower. So there's another way, it's called Coulomb counting. And there is 6.25 times 10 to the 18th, that's like six with 18 zeros after it, which is a huge number. There's that many electrons in one coulomb, and a coulomb per second is also known as an amp. So an amp is a certain amount of flow of electrons in one second. So you can pretty much just count the electrons going into the battery, and that's another way of telling how much you're charging or discharging a battery. And it's best to do coulomb counting and to know the voltage at the same time so then you get different statistics on that battery. So there's a lot of data going on with a battery. That's one reason why we can use lithium batteries because we have lots of data inside of our battery management systems and we can calculate how that battery's doing at different temperatures, at different charge rates, at different voltages, different loads while you're charging, all this different data and then how to calculate that out. That's why with these lithium batteries in the energy storage systems and in the cars, oftentimes they're connected to the internet because lithium's only been around so long and we want these batteries to last as long as their warranties are. And a lot of times the warranties are longer than lithium batteries of this technology that we're using have even been around. So they're going to be figuring out new ways to charge and discharge batteries that are better than the ways that they did when they sold you those batteries. Even your phone can have an update and figure out how to make that battery last longer. That is data science, my friends. And there's just a lot of data out there about how to work with a battery. And this side too, we're calling a Coulomb counter a fuel gauge. It's how many electrons you're sending in there. So nothing is perfect. The voltage method isn't perfect. The Coulomb counting method isn't perfect. But when you apply both methods at once, you more closely approach perfection. So battery management systems, all the data that's going into things, there's some different ways that this is done. Sometimes we will call it a smart battery, but pretty much all of our lithium batteries have to be smart. Not like those dumb lead acid batteries, but hey, you could have a smart lead acid battery too. So there's one way of communicating this data over a single wire, or you can have two wires where you're communicating with the battery management system. Some of the data that's important for the battery management system is to know the difference between a full charge and being close to fully discharged. You perhaps don't want to go all the way down below 10% because below 10% is not healthy for the battery. For instance, I use a Macintosh computer and they do say that every once in a while, once a month or so, I should fully discharge my computer. I actually do it a lot more often than that because my computer sometimes is not plugged in when I go to bed and then it's totally dead in the morning. I don't like it when that happens. It's not good to do that too much. I've already had my battery replaced once and that's not fun. 
but that's lithium. So compared to other batteries, a lithium battery has very low self-discharge, below four volts and at 20 degrees Celsius, which is 68 Fahrenheit, we have very low self-discharge. In fact, at 3.7 volts, we get amazing longevity for these batteries. So if you want to make your battery last as long as possible while you're letting it sit there, you might be somewhere around 50% state of charge at room temperature and let that battery last for a long time. And remember, we have rubber band effect, so we charge it and then the state of charge will follow the voltage. It's just those chemical reactions setting in. That's what's going on there. One last thing, button batteries. Button batteries can be dangerous. So be careful of these batteries around kids. They can swallow them. They can short out in your pocket. They can release a lot of energy. I know one of the things that the Federal Aviation Administration doesn't like you to do is putting batteries in your checked luggage. Perhaps if they're in your carry-on luggage and something bad happens, you can get at it and fix that problem while the plane is still flying. But if it's underneath in the cargo, how does somebody even know what's going on there? How do they fix it? I was always thinking of that because I just thought it was interesting how that works. So there we go. I hope you enjoyed this. And remember, don't put button batteries in your vitamin container because you might wake up in the middle of the night, think you're taking a vitamin, and boom, you just shorted out your stomach. Thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. To find out more, go to solarsean.com. Over and out.